Good evening. Um, thank you all for coming Friday evening on a lovely day at last. I think I can't think of a more suitable way to observe the end of the school week of Earth Week than for us to gather together to watch this film. I want to first thank all the people who've made um, Director Kamanaka's visit possible today. Um, the Center for Japanese Study, uh, the Committee for Japanese Studies, the Human Rights Program, and the Council of International Studies have been stalwart supporters. But we have special uh, collaborators uh, tonight, the, the Environmental Studies Program, Rockefeller Chapel, the Committee on Cinema and Media Studies. And I'm really delighted to say that we can actually reach northward across the city to DePaul University. And you know, my very heartfelt thanks to colleagues at DePaul for making it possible to invite Ms. Kamanaka tonight. Um, Ms. Kamanaka is current, in, well, since 2003, she's an associate professor in the Media Studies program at the Tokyo uh, University of Science and Technology. She's someone who seems to have, well, she's a self-trained filmmaker. She said she was someone interested in exploration as a young person, and she thought filming would be a great way to keep track of her adventures. <laughs> And she spent time in, in Canada with the National Film Board in New York in very different circumstances. Um, she has made television films with sort of the, the powerhouse in Japan, NHK, the National Broadcasting Corporation, a film such as um, Children uh, in the, and the Iraq War. Um, and a very, I think, innovative program that I'm dying to see. There is apparently an English version of the German writer Michael Ende's um, le legacy, um, which is really asking us to think about how we would go on living if we got, got rid of money, overcame money. So that's Michael Ende's legacy. Um, another film called Living Through Cancer. Um, the film through which I got to know her was the 2003 Hibaksha at the End of the World, which many of you may have seen in this audience. Hibaksha, of course, means radiation victims, and it used to be a word referring exclusively to the Japanese survivors and those who died in Hiroshima and Nagasaki of the atomic bombs. But in this film, she connects um, those who have been exposed to radiation um, in Iraq from depleted uranium in the Gulf War, uh, Hanford, Washington State, um, with um, the plutonium plant production during the war. Hanford is the place where the Nagasaki bomb was created. Um, and as well as the people in Nagasaki and Hiroshima. It's really um, quite an extraordinary film that rewrites our understanding of radiation nuclear technology in our world. And the film we'll have today, Rokkashamura Rhapsody, um, her pr producer had said that this is a film just about a, a local place in Japan. It's not going to be of interest elsewhere. I think inherently it's an, of interest to all of us alive today. But it's recently become more urgently so insofar as President Bush has revived um, a nuclear plant processing, spent fuel processing plant idea that was canceled by President Jimmy Carter. And in fact, two sites in Illinois are being considered for these plants that will be producing plutonium. And 
those of you who don't know about just how potent plutonium is, you will get a sense from this film. That program is called the Global uh, Nuclear Energy Partnership in Illinois. So please be thinking of very much about our own site um, as you watch this film. I was just reminded today of Carol Gallagher's extraordinary photo essay called American Ground Zero, in which she went actually mostly to Nevada to make a beautiful, uh, to take beautiful portraits of American radiation survivors of American nuclear testing on its own citizens in Nevada and the Northwest, actually all over the country. And I was reminded of the words of one Colonel Langdon Harrison, who um, was one of the pilots assigned to fly through the atomic clouds after U.S. atmospheric testing. This very deliberate program of exposure to test the potency, the effectiveness of America's nuclear bombs. And after a series of bouts of cancer, he, he said, um, there isn't anybody in the United States who isn't a downwinder. And I, those words come back to me because in some ways there isn't anyone in the world anymore, given how um, the winds travel and the waters travel, who isn't a downwinder. And on this visit, a um, number of us have learned from Ms. Kamanaka that she herself was exposed in 1998, um, filming the children in the Iraq War. Uh, this is uh, Operation Desert Fox. For those of you who can reach back to those days, it was when President Clinton was being impeached and kind of on the side, he decided to bomb Iraq. Um, and she, Ms. Kamanaka, didn't realize what she was being exposed to at first. She, black clouds and black smoke, but later realized that um, from U, uh, British meteorological reports that uranium-238 had been detected in, in the skies over the British Isles that same day. And later she comes to, um, she becomes ill and has a, a cancer to, to deal with. But I think it's important to know that she didn't know this when she started filming, uh, filming her Hibakusha project that it's only at the very end that she's editing it that she's ill. And um, in some ways, I, it somehow seems so emblematic to me and so much changes my notion of Hibakusha as someone remote, far away in a different part of the world. But it really can be any of us. And so I hope you'll be thinking of that, of our own structural and in many ways very material relationship to radiation exposure today, both in warfare and in nuclear energy um, technology as it develops. Rokashomura Rhapsody was made in the course of two years of visiting the site in northern Japan. Um, and it was released in 2006 in, J uh, in Japan. And she'll tell us more afterwards about how it's being disseminated in Japan. So I welcome you all to sit back and enjoy this film. And we'll have a little panel discussion later. And you'll have your chance to ask questions and then furthermore to interact more informally uh, at the reception. So with that, let's start. I saw it, I mean, it's uh, lovely. Um, it deals with the everyday. It's, uh, there's so many things I could say about it, and it's really quite emotional. But what I'd like to talk about is being a political documentary. If we talk about political documentary, it takes many types of forms. It could be simply a document of a political action, uh, a 
It could also be where the subject matter is a contemporary social issue uh, where you bring a new set of associations to counter dominant uh, assumptions and information. Uh, it could contain historical political analysis uh, to let an audience know that what happened today didn't just happen today, mm -hmm. but has a far longer history. Political documentaries mostly counter the dominant media apparatus in that their methods of uh, production, distribution, and exhibition are mm -hmm. very different. Yeah. And the engagement, not just an observer, but what you might call a participant observer, a participant or advocate, mm -hmm. activist. Mm -hmm. um, ultimately, political documentaries ask the audience to not only think about something, an issue, in new ways, but demand an audience act. Mm -hmm. uh, in light of kind of this very brief, uh, insufficient, probably uh, description of what I think of political documentary, mm -hmm. I was wondering if you could talk about your film as political documentary, because I know it didn't mm -hmm. use settlers as political. In, in the political society, if you uh, thought that you're political, you die. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, it's so corny to talk about politics. So you're out of the society. So it was very difficult to bring up this issue uh, in my film because no media talks about it. And you don't see any information about Okasa village in the newspaper and also TV media. And I made a film called Kibakusha at the end of the world before this film. And it was about uh, also radioactive pollution, global, globally spreading all around the world. And then many media came and then featured my film in TV program and, and, and the general, journalistic uh, newspapers. And, yeah. and then I had screening for press. So I thought, oh, my film is dead from the beginning. <laughs> so <laughs> nobody would see my film. So then uh, I heard now in Japan, uh, it's called Tokyo Tower. The novel is very popular, a million seller. And editor uh, was giving interview, and then he asked her how to make such a popular book. And he said, uh, popular book does not exist. So you have to sell it. <laughs> you have to really put your time and effort to sell it. Then it becomes a million seller. Okay, it's a good idea. I have to sell my film. <laughs> Even uh, main media doesn't free. So, and, uh, but from the beginning, when I started making this film, I thought I should talk, about, I shouldn't talk about political. Because I made a brochure before this brochure you have now. <laughs> Nobody believed in it. It was very difficult. And then, but I tried to be uh, objective. Even though I knew uh, radioactive is not so safe, and then I don't believe human beings can control it 100%, but 
but I wanted to bring this uh, issue up to normal people. So I, I didn't want them to think I'm political. Even I'm treating this political issue. So I wanted to make this film really beautiful. Yeah, so I took the strategy that I feature everyday life. Not specific, not only specific action, political action towards uh, this uh, recycling of nuclear fuel issue. So um, I just uh, featured uh, plants, human beings, everyday life in Okkasho village, and automatically, naturally, it concerns live with nuclear. And you know, then. But the personal is the political. Yeah. Even the dry cleaner, mm. things you wouldn't even think about. You know, uh, I'm living in Tokyo, and uh, we are we are consuming such huge energy, and we don't see any waste, uh, nuclear waste, mm. and it all goes to Rokasho. And and twenty from twenty years ago, they are kind of uh, front of facing this program and they had to choose and but for uh, the cleaner Ogasawara-san hmm. when he graduated high school it's already there halfway of construction hmm. and he was 20 years old maybe 18 years old he couldn't see anything and he took over his parents uh, cleaning job when he was 22 and then to survive in such a rural area and many outcomers come and to take his job out. He had he had to compete, and no way. I really understood. You know, I I oppose to um, contamin contamination, contamination <laughs> but I couldn't say no. Why do you take this kind? Why do you take this such such uh, high risk nuclear in your community? mine. <laughs> you can ask him this question. I realized when I really placed to a promoter in village and outside of Okasho village, mass media people say that they sold their, their spirit for money. And I, 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 I found it's not. So uh, this is my uh, mm. kind of uh, realization from, from uh, the beginning. It's political. <laughs> <laughs> Is that so? <laughs> well, it certainly de deals with the question of uh, responsibility and connectedness that you mentioned earlier. I guess it would, the, the thing that struck me about the film is, first of all, its uh, sense of humor. Um, there are some wonderful edits that, um, in which the following shot contradicts or questions something that has just been asserted in the, in the previous shot. Um, and you really strongly emphasize the connection between um, some of the people that you interview and their and the land. I mean, in a really um, classic way, if you think of Ogawa Shinsuke's documentaries, for example, that there is a history of recognizing that connection between peoples who protest um, pollution oh, yeah. and their um, fundamental personal connections to the land. But something I learned that I didn't realize before from this film um, is that uh, the people in Lokasho had actually come back from failed colonial experiments 
in Manchuria, for, for example, and had developed the land themselves. So in a way, it's almost ironic that it's not ancient generations on this land, but actually a first or second generation that have, have built this territory. Um, and then have to face the question of how to survive you know, in this area. And of course, that question is a question that I think all of post-war Japan has had to face, especially in the peripheral areas because of the centralization of Japan and the, the way that the Japanese economy developed. Um, and I really appreciated the way that, on the one hand, you really show how deeply people care about their um, embedded existence in the land, and at the same time recognize everybody has their motives, you know? um, and everybody has to deal with the question of, well, if not this, then what? But one thing I did notice was most of the people opposing it seem to be female, and the people who seem to have a find a way to live with it seem to be male. Is that part of your general experience, or something you put in the film? Oh yeah, it's strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I I wrote the, uh, in my brochure. So the the rooted. If you rooted it in, in everyday life, you find nuclear. So uh, all Japanese relate to uh, nuclear generation uh, generated power, but as if they they not they don't know, or as if they not really connect to it. But it's there. And then you said that the women is more uh, sensitive about it, or they show up as they show up. Yeah. yeah. So this is kind of a sensitivity that you you feel life. Uh, not only uh, human beings' life, uh, animals, and also a small creature, and also plants. You see where life comes from. We eat from nature, and if if nature not nature is polluted, we eat same time. And then I think women is more sensitive about their kids, what they eat, and where our life comes from. So if you, you you see the roots to go further, and then you sense all their uh, radioactive substances. Is it okay, really? Feeling. Mm. But, but, but as a counterexample, I thought it was really nice you had the tomato farmer, mm. who's a father, too. He's, yeah, a, yeah. he's another kind of father from mm. the... So that was good, too. And, yeah. yeah, but in Japan, so uh, you you saw in my film everything counted on money, so exchangeable to money. So uh, this kind of uh, uh, value sense has been grown, and we call this Americanized. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but uh, mm, so I'm showing this film uh, at the theater. And also, I ask people to uh, to organize their own screening in, in local area. We had many theaters, small theaters all around, but it's disappeared almost. Then I ask people to organize their own screening. And already, 150 uh, groups all around Japan organized screenings. Mm -hmm. And um, I, asked, I asked them not only watch, you have to talk about it. And then after screening, they have a kind of this kind of conference and they, they, they talk. And then after, they start doing something. 
taking action. <laughs> but it's not like uh, uh, action uh, from same same from uh, previous period. Mm -hmm. They don't just gather and say no, no, no. So they think about how to live individually, how to reduce energy to use, and, and also they start thinking what they eat. And also uh, many young people started physically Lokasha and mm. actually meeting mm. people. And today is Earth Day, and Earth Day going to be called Lokasha for the first time oh. this year by these young people uh, mm. and invited. And also um, uh, now uh, so many young people started <coughs> creating a newspaper to talk about Lokasha. And, and then, so they deliver all houses in Japan. They do it. Uh, they plan to do it on uh, June, June 22nd. Mm -hmm. mm. Why June 22nd? Geshi? Oh, the summer solstice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And have candle night. Yeah, they are going to have candle night and then I deliver this uh, uh, special newspaper to all houses. They're not going to be arrested for delivering paper <laughs> <laughs> like some people have for protesting yeah. Iran. <laughs> and uh, oh, and also uh, I brought beautiful card set and the three young women who saw this film, they, they didn't knew it. they didn't know each other and they met by watching my film and they created a six uh, card set uh, message about Rokkasho. Uh, and uh, one person <coughs> sent uh, six cards, and one read, uh, one gets this, and then the six person, and six person, six person, and, and, and the 300 yen for one set, and they sold already 5,000. Mm. And in internet, uh, we have an internet community. I have a community, let's see, Rokkasho Rhapsody community. <laughs> and uh, our core people uh, write about how they organize their own screening and their work with them, and then it's increasing. It's really interesting. And new, new, new style of movement started. Yeah, okay, so you had your hand up before I started. <laughs> um, I'm the uh, was coordinator for uh, nuclear policy research uh, center institute, um, which um, is very concerned about the 14 nuclear plants that we have in Illinois. As you know, that's more nuclear plants than any other state in the union and all but five countries in the world. And um, I came tonight to see, and I'm also an alum, and I came tonight to see your wonderful movie so beautiful and to hear just what you were saying about the power of a political documentary and what we can do here to I would like to make a documentary about the situation in Illinois and this, you know, when they want to build the Clinton and they want this new kind of greater reactor and all the plutonium issues and so on and 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 see if through the use of a, of a film like your own um, we could have that effect of people doing their own, as you say, it's a different kind of a response. Mm -hmm. It's both individual and organized, and all of these wonderful 
these important things are coming about because of the power of your film. And so um, I just, as you say, a lot of it, at some, point, at some level, it depends on money of how you gather the support for your film and what we could learn to yeah. how to do it in Illinois. Okay, because I made a, a previous film called Hibaksha, and um, that film show had the organized screening 350 places, yeah, uh, independent film screening. But when it happened, uh, it was just a, a, a dot on the map. Mm, they are not connected. So just independently interested in having screening, no action. How did you get the, the funding, first of all, to make the movie? How did you organize to make the Debt. <laughs> I have no money, but I didn't have time also. I couldn't wait to raise money. And I asked my producer, I'd like to make this film. And <laughs> he said, you should make it. Because I've been working, we've been working for maybe 20 years from the beginning. And he said that you won't not buy NHK, which is a national TV broadcast in Japan. So this really forced me to have a style of NHK. And I really was not tired of it. And you should make your own film now. Otherwise, you can't go further. So I allow you to make. And then he <coughs> raised money, hapyaku mm, yen. $8,000. But it wasn't enough. So I went to Iraq and United States and come back to Japan and, and yeah. So then I, I finished. I I I used more, maybe twice. <laughs> but he said, "You can make failure." <laughs> but it was successful. Then I could earn money more than I used. Then I asked the people to donate money to make this film because I didn't want to have a sponsor. <laughs> Because I, I get I can't really um, independent. Mm. So then uh, they pay one thousand dollars to borrow my film, each play, each screening. So then I think I almost yeah cover. <laughs> quickly, I mean, while she was making this film, she made videotapes of the footage she had, footage. and then she, she would sell that for very nominal sums. It's a video letter. So it was a video letter, and if you want to see part two, you buy this and you know send more. So she was It was a process of making my film. Yeah, so yeah. she's been very, she's tried various tactics to get this <laughs> off the ground. So partially, partially, so each three months I showed what I shot to a promoter. On opponent also, so they, could, they, they, they communicated by my video. Oh, they are thinking like that. They are thinking like that. <laughs> then after I I went to ask something, they really answer based on my uh, video letter. Mm. So they they used. So to there is money around the video letter. Yeah. Mm. So. Maybe, oh. Supporting cultural affairs yeah, agency. Yeah, yeah. What was that all about? You know, Japan is famous that the uh, ministry has no communication with each other. So <laughs> <laughs> if uh, uh, economy and and industry culture, yeah. if they know, they stop it. And they're really angry about it after. 
<laughs> because uh, my proposal, the, the, the exam, uh, maybe many proposals came to uh, Ministry of Culture, and I thought, I wrote that uh, I'm going to make a film because this film, because ordinary people don't understand uh, scientific technology, especially, <laughs> especially uh, nuclear. So extreme, two different opinions always, and people confusing. So if they, they see my film, they really understand <laughs> the basic knowledge of, my, of, of nuclear, nuclear issues. So then I passed the document, and then after I, I completed the film, uh, people from ministry had to see, and then give me stamp to get money, really. So, and then they came to watch my film. They're really surprised. Oh, this is only one really <laughs> treating social issue <laughs> among we are giving money. Uh, those filming we giving money, and they, they liked it. That film. This is a wonderful film. They said. <laughs> but note that she didn't get the money in advance. Right. They mm. they <laughs> approved it for her to go ahead with it, and she had to show them the finished project. And because the energy ministry doesn't talk to the cultural yeah. ministry. I think, but now it's controversial because uh, 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 there was an environmental film festival in, in Japan last, last month. And then uh, two, two years ago, I had a grand prize. And then I wanted to put this film into this uh, film festival. But uh, uh, Officials. The officials from uh, Ministry of uh, not culture. Uh, no, case case and oh oh um, economic yeah, yeah. industry yeah. call up and then asked that the committee not allow my film to get in. So they about it. <laughs> 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 but the committee is so bad. They said yes. Okay, <laughs> and, and called me up. We got pressured. This kind of pressure. We we can't admit you. Agency <laughs> were those um, government officials? Or were they scholars and people that on one of their million committees they have? I mean, were were they Yakanini or were they just ordinary people who were distinguished intellectuals or writers or whatever who saw the movie and approved of it? And the government paid for it, but didn't even know that they were paid for it. Because I had that one. I translated a book that was a that was that was destroyed. It was all against the Ministry of Education, and they paid for it, and they didn't even know they were paying for it. Mm. That's that's what made me wonder about. Mm. Yeah, they don't know. They didn't know. Yeah, because no communication between. This is famous. Oh. But they, I, I think so. He has been working in the film center for a long time, and then. Uh, he moved from film center to uh, cultural ministry. So, uh, so then he really likes film. <laughs> so he has eyes of evaluate film. That's one. Mm. Not just a uh, bureaucrat. Yeah, bureaucrat. <laughs> mm. No, 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 no. He's there. <laughs> No, no, no. Um, I was wondering how you chose the the individuals that you you fe you featured there, interviews the most, and decided your documentary now 
was wondering how you how you met them, how you chose oh. to include them as like the kind of they're really they're sort of the the central they're the things they say about their experience of the land and like living in the area are really the central focus of the sort of convincing and persuasive factors of your film. And so I'm wondering how you came to know them and how you chose them and if you um, if you had to choose between the several different or if you just stayed with those particular people throughout. I have to spend one year to get to know people. And I called many businessmen in Mokkasho. And then they said uh, kind of uh, uh, sophistic in a sophisticated way, no. <laughs> <laughs> but the opposition people are really frank and, and honest and, and willing to be in my, in my film. But uh, the problem was uh, promoter. So um, then they saw my first video letter. And then, uh, because that was my strategy, that I wanted to really show uh, what I'm shooting. And they don't believe in media people. You know, media people always showing op uh, opposition. And then, but villagers know 99% is promoter. And media always show only opposition. So, uh, so but uh, they saw my uh, video letter. And uh, in my video where the interview is always so long and not cut word by word and really explain about the background. And then I asked again and again and, and after they saw my first uh, video letter, they said that, uh, okay, you are making uh, uh, anti-nuclear film. No, 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 no. I don't want to make such film, but I cannot make uh, kind of eco-balanced film because you don't accept my my, my interview. <laughs> so you 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 really agree. Uh, people in my video saying no. If it's no, why you don't speak out? <laughs> yeah, but not everybody. Only few you saw in my film accepted my request. Mm, so mm, and, and they didn't get anything by a. Appearing my my film, <laughs> they I think they lost some. And so she, uh, after she after after I started showing this film, many people called her and uh, refused to buy, and then oh, she yeah. lost fifty thousand. Fifteen thousand dollars income by sh by being in the film. Yeah. yeah, and I said I'm sorry, and he she said no 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 not your fault, and I don't want the people to eat a contaminated rice, but let's do this. Uh, he he she got the idea to ask a prefecture office to uh, put the number of uh, radiation level. Now we are doing this. This this is a Brogmitz company uh, project. So we sign many, many, many. Please put a put, put a so number of uh, radiation counts mm -hmm. on rice. And then you really see if it's dangerous or not. And and the Nihongene is saying we don't we do nothing. So you have to support it too. <laughs> so we are doing this action. Uh, all around Japan, and 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 then again, many people start, new people started buying 
got the screening uh, with the rice bowl, oh. <laughs> rice, and, and, and audience can get one small rice bowl from. Mm. Yeah. She's still in business. She's still running. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm very shocked actually by the comment by Professor Madalame in the film and and I, I just wonder like uh, because to to make I, I think you can I, I'm not sure but uh, you could find the person or I mean the professor or engineer who might be able to explain the technology of nuclear or more kind of serious or more in a explain in a more nicer way then why you aren't. I think so. Yeah, I proposed more than 10 scientists in Japan. And then, except him. Nobody. Nobody accepted, except one. So I got two uh, uh, scientists who said yes. And the first one, very nice person, and uh, kind of gentleman. And uh, he said, oh, this is my responsibility to answer your interview. He belongs to um, <coughs> Association of Recycling Fuel. And then, a uh, public relationship person of this association said no. Mm. And then I called Madalame because he belongs to a committee of uh, morality of <laughs> scientists. <laughs> so I called him, and uh, you know, I'm making this film, and you know, uh, nuclear scientists, uh, so many nuclear scientists, even your colleague, refused my uh, proposal. And, and okay, so then I do, he said. And it's wonderful. And, and, and um, uh, two hours continuous interview. And at the beginning, he said, you live in such a convenient society, then if, if you require a safety, too much. <laughs> he said, yeah, he said so many incredible things. And then, then, okay, okay, is it okay? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, and, but um, I, I, I invited uh, uh, one of the biggest electricity company, uh, a person who charges nuclear, and he come, he came to see this film. And I asked, how was it? And he said, <laughs> Madame, it was bad. <laughs> and, but do you, do you have any recommendation? And uh, he said, the first person that I chose, and he said yes, and but stopped. And I explained what happened. And he was, he made a big sigh. <laughs> You never said whether or not you tried to get into the plant itself to see it. I assume that they weren't going to let you in, but you never, that was never, I don't think it was really, maybe everybody else got it, but I didn't get it. Oh, you mean factory? After September 11, nobody can get entered. Media. But uh, so, so I could go into the control, <coughs> control room. And after me, a 
several uh, journalists went into the control room to advertise <laughs> that factory yeah. Yeah, uh, facilities. But uh, I asked many times, even interviewed to uh, our president of uh, <coughs> and they refused uh, because I'm, a, I'm not a member of press club. <laughs> and uh, our president having a monthly press conference. Then I called a press club, oh, please, only one time is all right. Uh, allow me to attend this press conference. And they said, are you going to shoot? We are associated. <laughs> <laughs> the relationship that, that actually the, the, the press club and Nihongenden, the, the owners of that company, were actually very close. So the, the press club was worried that she would disclose the closeness between the media mm -hmm. and the power company. Because uh, our public relations people, too, always, every day visit this press club, and high and high and high, this is our information. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I told them that oh, I never shoot you. I like to interview the president. That's it. Please, please, only one time. I don't bother you. And then they said yes. And I hung up the telephone. And after two minutes or three minutes, uh, Nihon Gende called me up. They allowed you, I know, but I don't allow you. <laughs> then, so Nihon Gende controls the press club. Yeah. yeah. So then, but each screening, I explained. Because uh, this is not my intention uh, that Nihon Gende not appear in my film. This is their intention, so I need to explain. Mm -hmm. And also uh, now, so I get uh, uh, many, many media media covers because um, so many troubles uh, troubles uh, hided during uh, since twenty years mm -hmm. started appearing. It's controversial. Scandals. Yeah. Scandals. Scandals. And then so many med media people started interviewing or uh, talking about this film. Then I always talk about, you know, Nihon Gende was so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, close-minded that not accepted my request. Mm. I guess we should continue reception. Thank you all. Oh, yeah, one question here. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Just um, a question, like um, when we talk about suffering protest mm. and as a social movement, um, and it happened in Taiwan too, mm. like um, it would uh, bring a lot of reaction all yeah. over the country. Mm. But the local people in this film and mm. also mm. in Taiwan mm. um, are powerless. Mm. It, in the end, they're still the loser because mm. they have to accept mm. the fact mm. the, the fact that is the, the factory is still there? Mm. So, how do you mm. how do you find mm. like is your film really helping the local people or mm. is it more of a? Mm. So uh, I think maybe it's not so easy to stop. Uh, how to say uh, that the factory is stuck, but uh, before then I think we need to discuss. I think in Japan, less than one percent people know this knowledge. What's going on? What does it mean for us? So I ask, I'm asking uh, people that so let them let 
people get know about this issue as much as they can. So then we can get the moratorium. I the think moratorium. I, yeah, I think at least at least 10 10 10 percent of the whole population should know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. But it's happened, right? Yeah, I mean, I was yeah. I was thinking. I said to come up before. I was thinking thinking about seeing this film again. Like, why can't we form a human chain in August before they start full? You know, we know what's going to happen enough. Why can't we do this? She said, "Well, the open the full operation start date has been delayed till December now, mm -hmm. and maybe it'll be delayed again till April." And we do have precedent, certainly in this country, if not all over the world, for stopping nuclear plants, for stopping these factories from being built. See it even during Vietnam, going to these war munitions factories, people forming these human chains and doing things to stop them. So it's not hopeless. No. Yeah, it, it's a very big chance said. it's coming out because earthquake happened starting now. So, and uh, uh, the last big earthquake happened in the area. Uh, and yeah. where uh, uh, nuclear plant there, and but by accident. By this scandal, it was stopping. It, 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 it was not working. And then also people sue in court and they won to stop it. That's why two uh, nuclear power plants were not working. And that earthquake was stronger than. Uh, it was, the earthquake was stronger than what the two nuclear power plants yeah. in the vicinity mm. were built to withstand. Yeah. So thank goodness they weren't in operation when the earthquake took place. And, and just remember that there are earthquakes mm -hmm. all over Japan, all the time. And it's starting now. And yesterday in, in Okinawa, there was a small earthquake. Well, before they decided to build this there, did they do actual research? <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> well, that would be a big obstacle, wouldn't it, if you did an honest study of the well, feasibility? <laughs> yeah, but you know, I think information wasn't really released enough, and then I think people started getting know the basic knowledge about what we are doing on this yeah, stuff, and then I think maybe we really need time to let people aware. So mm -hmm. it's really starting. And yeah. in, a, in a many ways, you know, you got this uh, CD, mm -hmm. and many musicians. Mm -hmm. mm. Did you, even, you were even saying that the, um, the requirements for these plants are minimal compared to the requirements in the United States. Oh, so, the letter. Mm -hmm. letter. The politically, June is just your point about the politically. <laughs> <laughs> but I think knowledge is very important, and young people. Uh, they so many young people saw this film and they they say they said to me that oh I didn't know why we didn't know mm. we should know it then they just started saying what does it mean I didn't give give them answer and they have to think them by themselves and then uh, they are forming they are acting in so much various ways. Including really challenging the convenient, prosperous way of life. I think it's time. Maybe I'm small change, but I think it's starting. 
Well, I have to say, when I delivered, I saw Kamala Hassan this morning, she says, staying here in the U.S. in these luxurious surroundings, I feel that everything I do in this apartment is part of my of criminality towards the third world <laughs> in terms of the energy consumption of every modest gesture. And, yeah, so uh, if uh, people who is living in Tokyo, if they can change their lifestyle, it's really change. It changes all uh, energy consumption mm -hmm. in, in Japan. You can start drinking bottled water. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's much, much advanced in Japan, I think. We, we, we start uh, reusing. But I like to say something that uh, people think that uh, we are powerless, and uh, if, we, if you say you think that we cannot change anything, it's not true. <laughs> 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 <laughs>